about how would my ideal customer be talking about the problem they've got. So, um, for example, if I'm a real estate agent, what are the you know what are the things that my ideal customer might say? They might say things like, "Oh, I want to get the best price for my house," or oh, "I wish this process wasn't so complicated." You know, or I need somebody to just give it to me in plain English. They're examples of problem statements, right? So, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Um, thanks for joining me. It's really nice spending a little bit of time with you guys and and chatting away. Um, so thanks for taking the time to tune in and have a listen. I hope you're all getting some value out of this. Would love to hear, love to hear from a few of you. Um, just kind of you know, if you want to drop a message on socials and say that you're tuning in and um, and what you what you're most enjoying about the show and also what you'd like to hear and what you'd like to get out of it, that'd be great. Um, I've been I've been working with a um, a music festival here in the area where we live there's a, there's like an annual music festival here and um and i joined their committee a little while ago to help out with marketing the festival um it's called lakeside festival and it's we've got kate sobrano playing this year which is awesome so especially for the aussies but for those of you overseas too who know kate sobrano she's playing at our music festival this year so it's really fun working on that it's something i haven't done before you know it's um it's like a, a market segment that i haven't worked in before music festivals so it's been really fun kind of learning about that and and doing a bit of work in that space so excited um that's in november so i'm definitely going to be sharing some more stuff about that as the time gets closer and also after it you know can't wait to share some some stories about that and some photos um but today on the podcast, we're talking about problem statements. Now, this is, I feel like I've been talking a lot about this to customers, to potential customers, um, to some of the other people that we work with a lot over the last little while. And I thought it was about time I did a podcast episode on it because the problem statements are really important. It's an, it's, it's a really valuable part of your client persona exercise when you're developing that, you know, when you're kind of developing that picture of who is your ideal customer. And we talk about fears, frustrations, goals, and desires, and making sure that you've got a really clear picture, a you know, a very sort of detailed picture of your ideal customer, especially including those things, fears, frustrations, goals, desires, pain points. I talk about them a lot because they're foundational parts, essential foundational parts of your marketing campaign. It's really hard to develop good offers, good messaging, good content that's going to engage the people you want it to engage if you don't understand the things that are motivating them. So client persona is essential, fears, frustrations, goals, desires. I'm I'm never going to stop talking about that stuff, by the way. Sometimes I hear myself say it and I think, oh, you're saying that again. Um, and then I realized that if you guys are still hearing it and listening to it again and again and again, it must be important to you. And so, you know, I'll, I'll never stop talking about that stuff because it is so foundational and so fundamental to your marketing. But something that I haven't really spoken about a lot on here is the problem statement. And it's it's an element 
of developing that client persona. And it, it's a really powerful way of helping you to kind of understand more about how those people are feeling and um, and how you should be speaking to them. So I guess we're going to go through a few things about them. You know, we'll talk about what is a problem statement, why is it important that you've got one, or that, or that, why are they important in your um, marketing or in understanding your ideal customer? How to go about creating problem statements, and then once you've done that, like, what do you do with them? Once you've been through the exercise of, you know, of making all these problem statements, what do you do with them? So, first, I think it kind of helps to define what is a problem statement. And really, it's a short, concise um, statement, I guess, that your ideal customer would say, right? So it's something that would come out of their mouth when they're talking about the problems they've got or their goals and their desires. Um, it might be a problem that they're struggling with, so something that you know is is really keeping them awake at night or is really affecting their business if if you're targeting B2B customers or it's affecting their life if you're targeting business to consumer type customers. It doesn't have to be world changing. You know, it could be something something small, but related to your product, your service, a problem statement is something that they would say, which gives you a bit of an idea of how they're feeling. Um, it might be something they would say about a goal that they would like to achieve or something about something they would like to change, you know, so something, a situation that they're in or something that they're feeling or something that they've got that they would like to change. That's what the problem statement is about. It's really important that a problem statement is expressed in your ideal customer's words. So how they would say it, the type of language they would use, right? the way they would express the problem. And it's not about what you think they need in order to solve the problem, right? So that's not that that's not what it's about. You know, think about how would my ideal customer be talking about the problem they've got. So um, for example, if I'm a real estate agent, what are the you know, what are the things that my ideal customer might say? They might say things like, oh, I want to get the best price for my house. Or oh, I wish this process wasn't so complicated. You know, or I need somebody to just give it to me in plain English. They're examples of problem statements, right? So, um, yeah, they're examples of problem statements. So, so why is it important, right? Why, why is it important for you to take the time to write some of these down and to really start to get to grips with them? Well, it gives you a better understanding of your ideal customer, right? It makes you put yourself in their shoes, even just for a short time and start thinking about how are they feeling? What are they saying? What are the words that they're using? What's frustrating them? Or what do they really want to achieve? What are those goals, those desires that they really desperately want? It makes you think about that stuff and it helps you to understand that in a more complete way. And so when you do that, it can help you refine your product or your service especially, you know, it can, it can help you maybe think about little things that you could change in order to help it better meet those goals that people have got or to better serve them or to better fix those problems or remove those frustrations because the more effectively 
that your product or service does that, the more people are going to love it, the more they're going to talk about it, the more they're going to pay for it, right? So the more frequently you'll be able to sell it and the higher price you'll be able to sell it at if it more effectively achieves the things that people are trying to achieve. It's going to help you create offers that resonate with people. So if somebody, if you know the problem that's really frustrating someone and you can create an offer that fixes that, then again, it's just going to be easier for you to market it, for you to promote it, and it's going to be easier for you to sell it. So when it comes to you creating your offer, whether that's your free offer, right? So it might be a small problem that you know that you can fix with a useful, helpful piece of information. We've talked about lead magnets before. We'll talk about them again. Um, Your free offer, it helps you create them in a way that resonates so that you can build your marketing list. Helps you create your paid offer, um, again, in a way that's going to make it really more effective and resonate with people. So again, they're likely to buy it. They're likely to pay more for it, which ultimately as businesses is what we're looking for. It's going to help you create your, your copy. So when you sit down to write your ads or you sit down to write an email or you've got a sales page that you're building and you need to write copy for that and you really understand these problems, the problem statement is something that you can just you can use to just reflect your ideal customer's words and feelings back to them. So when they read it, they're like, but yeah, that's exactly how I'm feeling oh, this person really understands me. They really understand my problem. And nothing builds trust with a potential customer like showing them that you really understand what they're going through. If you understand it, you must be able to fix it, right? So that's that's the perception, and hopefully not just the perception, hopefully that's the reality, but that's the perception in the mind of your ideal customer is if you can describe how they're feeling and the problem they've got in such detail, then in that moment, they believe that you can really fix it. And in that moment, that's when they're likely to reach out or you know take up your offer, whether it's downloading whatever it is you've offered them to download or whether it's booking that meeting or making that purchase. If you can describe to them how they're feeling and articulate it even better than they can, instantly you've built that level of trust. And the problem statements will help you do that. And it'll help you create your other content as well, your ad copy, your landing page copy, your email copy, as I said, and content that's going to engage people. So they're really important because that stuff's the guts of your marketing, right? If you can't create that in a way that engages people, then it's really, really difficult for you to get any traction with your marketing. So that's what problem statements are, and that's why they're important. But then, so how do you go about putting them together? Well, I kind of said it earlier, you've got to try and put yourself in your ideal customer's shoes, even just for a few minutes, right? So this is the kind of task that you want to allocate some time to. It doesn't have to be hours, but you know, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, but just allocate some time to it and think, okay, I am my customer. How am I feeling? Put yourself in their shoes. What are the things that are really stressing them or um, what are the things that they would like to change? What are the things they're not really happy about in relation to your product or your service, right? So if I'm a personal trainer or if I'm a gym owner, you know, it, people people might not be happy with their level of energy, right? Oh, I wish I had more energy. 
I need somebody to make me feel more confident about myself or I need to feel more confident about myself. You know, I want to fit into that outfit that I used to fit into 10 years ago, right? These are problem statements. Um, if I was a, a, you know, I always like the example of of the physiotherapist or the chiropractor, because when we're talking about pain points, we're talking about literal pain points as well as, you know, figurative um, pain points. It might be, oh, I wish I didn't ache so much when I woke up in the morning, or I need to play with the grandkids more, or I want to be able to go out and surf and not be all achy in my knees and hips. These are these are problem statements right? So put yourself in your ideal customer's shoes. How are they feeling? Um, What would their dream outcome be from working with you? Okay. So um, in our industry, for example, right? So when we think about our ideal customers, their dream outcome would be that leads just flow into their inbox. Every day they get up and they've got leads, right? Every day, their email list is growing and getting bigger and getting stronger, and that email list is being nurtured, right? And they're generating more sales. That's the dream outcome for us. I want more sales, right? I wish I could rely on my marketing to get me the leads that I want. Um, I need to stop wasting money on ads, right? That's how our customers are feeling. What's their dream outcome? I wish my marketing just worked. Right, that's the dream outcome. I wish I didn't have to worry about my marketing and I knew it was just going to work. So write them down, okay? Um, start with I want, I need, or I wish, right? So these statements need to start with I want, I need, I wish. Something that your ideal customer wants, needs, or wishes they had, or wishes they could do, or wishes they knew, or wishes they felt. Right? So that's how you start with them. Read. It's the same, like we've been over some of this stuff before. It's the same as when you're doing your client persona and you want to know, you know, the goals, desires, fears, frustrations, because this is just a way of expressing that in a, in a way that lets you or, or makes it easier for you to create content. So read competitor reviews. Read your reviews. What do people say to you? Talk to your customers, you know, and then when they tell you how they're feeling because you did something really great, put that into a I need, I wish, I want kind of statement. Um, Start with as many as you can. You Ideally, you want 10, 20 or 30 of these statements about Every all of the all of the the problems, all of the fears, all of the frustrations, all of the goals, all of the desires, even tiny little ones. List as many as you possibly can, and then go back and start crossing out the ones that are less important. Right, crossing out the ones that your product or service maybe doesn't exactly solve. Until you get down to three or four that are really big really important that you know that you can solve a hundred percent right so that's that's the goal you don't need 30 or 20 or 40 but you want to start with that many so you can so you can really pick out the good ones so once you've done that right you've taken some time you put yourself in your customer's shoes you've thought about you know what are their what are their goals? What are their desires? What are their fears? What are their frustrations? I've expressed it as I wish, I want, I need from their point of view in their words, really important in their 
words? How would they say it? How would they express it? So you've done that. Okay, what now? Well, you use those words, as I mentioned before, and you reflect it back to them when you're writing advertising copy. You just reflect that back in your copy. Do you wish? Would you like? Do you want? And you reflect those words back again. Those same goals, those same desires, those same fears, and those same frustrations. You use those sentences in your landing page copy, right? So if you're running an ad that people click on and takes them to a landing page to learn a little bit more where they can fill in a form or where they can book a call or where they can make a purchase, you want those problem statements to form the basis of that copy. And if you've got a really good one, that could even be the heading of the page, right? So if you're the physiotherapist and you've got that booking page and you know that your ideal customer, Steve, has been on the tools, he's a tradie his whole life and he's got bad knees and he's got bad hips, but he loves to surf. Wish you could surf without aching. You know, wish you could get up in the morning without all that pain in your hips. That, could be, that would be the heading, right? You're just reflecting their words back to them. So when they get there, they're like, God, yes, I really wish that. Use it to create offers that solve those problems, right? So when you're thinking about how am I going to build my marketing list, right? I know that I should be doing email marketing because it's got a return on investment of 40 to 1, right? Simon told me that, um, which is true, by the way. But how am I going to get people on my email list? You're going to create a free offer, a download of some kind that's been created specifically to help solve one of these problems or help achieve one of these goals that you've identified in your problem statements and you promote it using their own words back to them. Once you've got them on the list, then you use more of those problem statements to write your emails so that your emails help solve those little micro problems as you go along. And you know, don't worry about, well, if I solve all their problems, they won't need me. Because as you're doing that, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, and I'll talk about it in other ones again in the future, is you're using that opportunity to speak to them to not only solve a problem or show them that a problem can be solved and how, but to also help them realize that they don't necessarily have the skills. And your paid offer provides those skills, right? It, so, so we talk about creating a gap. So here's, here's how you solve this problem, and but there's a gap between the skills you've got and the skills you need, you know, and, and so then your paid offer to those people fills that gap. So that's what you do with it. So where do you start? What's the first thing you should do? If you've decided, okay, I hear you, stop banging on about it, Simon, I'm going to create a list of problem statements for my ideal customer. Step one, allocate some time, grab a notepad or open your word processor or open you know, your project management tool, whichever one you're using, and start writing them down. I want, I need, I wish. That's all you need to do. And then express it in your ideal customer's words. And once you've made a start, and it can be a little bit difficult to begin with. Right? It's hard sometimes to get yourself into that headspace where you're trying to think like your customer. Because like all of us, what you're really thinking about is how you solve it. And so you can, you know, you almost start talking in those words and using, you know, the kind of terminology that you might use and talking about the things that they need and how you're going to fix it. But you've got to get out of that mindset. You've got to think like your customer and express it you know, in, in their words and in their terminology. So that's it, problem statements. 
they're a really important part of developing out your your overall client persona. It's important that you write them down because then when you do start creating your content, writing your ads, your landing pages, your sales copy, just go back and take those statements and you almost verbatim, you can put them into your copy. So guys, I hope that's something that you're all going to do. I'd love to hear how um, how you get along with that. And uh, even, you know, even if you just want to drop some comments on our socials with examples of them, um, we'll absolutely love to see them and give you some feedback on them. So, um, gang, thanks for tuning in again. Um, that's Problem Statements. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you all again on the podcast next week. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a single episode. If you're ready to really level up your marketing and explode your leads and sales, reach out for a chat with one of our kick-ass marketing professionals. Find us at orbitmarketing.com.au, themarketingmashup.com.au, Instagram at orbit underscore marketing, Facebook at Orbit Marketing Oz, that's Orbit Marketing OZ, also YouTube, LinkedIn, and now on TikTok.